So that brings us to chapter 14, verse 22. These are laws concerning the fourth commandment of you shall keep the Sabbath. This is chapter 14, 22 through 16, 17. Now this is a larger section. This is chapter 14, verse 22 through 16, 17. And these are laws about the Sabbath. So he's going to make it clear that the Sabbath is not just about not working every Saturday. The Sabbath is the way that you worship God. The Sabbath is the way that you do your festivals. The Sabbath is the way that you do your sacrifices. The Sabbath is the way that you tithe. And that's the first thing he comes to. Then not only were they required to tithe in chapter 12, 14, verse 22, but they were required to bring a large tithe three times a year. This is like paying your yearly taxes three times to God. Now here's what's interesting. Remember this Sabbath is about resting in God. It's about ceasing from the work that you feel like you need to do every day in order to make your life survive. And you put it on hold. You put your stress, you put your to-do list, you put your work on hold, and you go to God and you rest with Him to find your true contentment, your true satisfaction, your true fulfillment, your true rest in Him. So that when you experience Him and tap into Him, you're reminded that He is all that you need. As Jesus says, I have food that you do not know of. And man only needs the Word of God to live on. And then you can go back into your work, and you can work, and you're not going to be as stressed because you don't believe anymore that you have to get this all done or your life is going to fall apart. Because you know that God will take care of you if you fear Him. And you're, if you're a good steward, you work hard, you do it for His sake, and you worship Him, He'll take care of you whether you get your to-do list done or not. And you don't have to stress, you don't have to worry, you don't have to make these things your priority, you don't have to make them your gods in order to have a good life, because every time you come and rest with God, you feel way more satisfied and filled up with God than you did when you were doing all your duties. And you, don't, you know you don't need them. So what is he saying? How is tithe keeping the Sabbath? Because tithing is where I give up my hard work that I desperately need my tithe to stay alive. If I tithe to God the way that I'm supposed to, I can't pay the bills. Mathematically speaking, if I tithe, I will not be able to pay the bills. I know. I don't make enough money to tithe and pay the bills. Yet, somehow when I tithe all the time, I somehow make the bills. Because I am keeping the Sabbath, and I am sacrificially tithing to God and saying, I need this, but I love you more than my work of keeping me going and my family going. And then he takes care of me, and he shows me that he will provide for me. He will satisfy me. He will fulfill me. And that's one way of keeping the Sabbath. And so Sabbath is whatever you're doing to find rest in God. It's ceasing the things that keep you from connecting to God, ceasing from the things that stress you out, the things that you think you need to do to survive, and then giving it up for a moment to find rest in God so that when you go back to those things, you no longer think you have to do them in order to survive. 
It's the giving up. If, I, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. If you want it done right, you spend time with God. And then it'll get done. And if it doesn't get done, then it need, didn't need to get done. When or how or at all, like you thought it needed to. And so this is what he goes in the tribute offering. This is why he puts tithing with the Sabbath. And then he talks about releasing your slaves on the sixth year, which every seventh year the slaves were, slaves were all let free in the sabbatical year. And we talked about this already. Why is that with the Sabbath? Because you're showing God that the life of this human being and their freedom is more valuable to you than your need to have them to make you successful. And so if you have a slave for too long, you'll begin to depend on that slave. And you will begin to overwork and overuse that slave to get what you want to make yourself more powerful. And it becomes about you. But if you're like, I need these slaves. I've kind of built my entire farm or whatever on the, the work of these slaves. But I don't know if I'm going to survive with these slaves. And then you give them all up in the sabbatical year. You're showing God that I trust God like a tithe that he'll take care of me. Or maybe I shouldn't quite build my business really big around the lives of other people. Maybe I shouldn't be using people like that. And so this is very important. How do you rest? Do you use other people more than you go to God? I'm not saying you can't have anybody because no ministry is possible without people. And God has called you to be a body of Christ. But if you have a company that you run, do you work your people? I mean, I know some people who work for Christians and they're like, they make me work more hours than any other job they've ever been. They give me like very little rewards. I feel like a slave. And this is a Christian. A true Christian would say, I don't need all these hours for my business. Or maybe I'm trying to accomplish something in my business I shouldn't be accomplishing. And it's maybe the way of releasing my slaves is being generous with time off being generous with bonuses and rewards. And that will allow them to realize that they're a part of this too. Treating them like my brothers and sisters, treating them like humans and giving dignity and not building my business in such a way that I absolutely demand all these hours from them and this low pay because that's what I need to keep my business going. Because I need to have this done. Rather than saying, what would Jesus do? How would he treat my workers? How would he reward them? And do I really need to structure my business in this way in order to get this done? Because maybe I'm not trusting God. Your to-do list. How many things do you say yes to? This might even say no in the church. Do you say yes to too many things? Because if you don't say yes, then it won't get done. Because somehow God can't do without you. There's a, we need to practice the art of saying no. I think, didn't our pastor just talk about that? Somebody did. Okay. We need to practice the art of saying no. So this speaks into a lot of things. Letting your slaves go. This is a way of Sabbath because you're showing that I can generously reward people who work for me or people that I need and that I don't need everything to be structured on them because God will take care of me. And because I'm that kind of a person, I'm not going to build everything in my life on the dependency for them to constantly be working for me all the time whether it's a company, whether it's a ministry. 
whether it's anything. You see, a lot of times we think, oh, this doesn't apply to me because I don't have slaves. But it does in different ways because sometimes we slave drive people with our busy schedules or whatever. And then God, in chapter 15, verse 19, talks about giving the best to God. You give the best to God because this is about God. This isn't about you. This isn't about your work. And then he goes through the festivals. Now, he doesn't go through all the festivals again. He deals with the primary festivals. The Passover was a primary one. Eleven bread was a primary one. And the festival weeks and the festival of temporary shelters. These are the ones that require sacrifices. These are the ones that require you going to the tabernacle. And so he deals with them because now they're going to the land. And now the tabernacle is somewhere else. It's not right there in the midst of their camp. It's 75 miles away. Or maybe it's just five miles away. And so now he goes through these festivals, not all the festivals again. He just goes through these. And what he says is you have to make a trip to the tabernacle. So these are the festivals that they have to make a trip to the tabernacle. So these festivals required a sacrifice to be made and you to eat the sacrifice meat. And so remember, you're only allowed to sacrifice animals in the tabernacle. So that's going to require a journey to the tabernacle. So four times a year, they're going to make a trip to the tabernacle. And that's what you have with Jesus being at 12 years old. They're making that trip that they're required to go to. Nazareth was about 75 miles away. And so four times a year, they would travel down for this, the tabernacle. Now, remember, if, you're, if you travel about 25 miles in a day, that's about a three-day journey down. Then Passover is a couple days. Then you have to be there for 11, which is seven days. And then you've got to make the journey back, which is about three days. So you're not taking care of your farm or your fields in that time. So that's a huge trust in God. That's a huge trust in God. Corey, was that staggered, or did everybody go at the exact same time? Everybody would go at the exact same time. Now, as the nation of people grew longer, they would make Passover that entire week of unleavened bread. So when we get to the time of Jesus, Passover is an entire week long because they would send certain tribes on certain days because they just could not sacrifice all 12 tribes of animals on one day. Passover and leaven began to get mixed together, so that was a week long, so they would rotate through the, the temple there. So it is possible that you could probably go after your turn was there and go back home. The festival weeks was 50 days after Passover. That was a one-day event, but that didn't have the same emphasis on sacrifice like Passover did, although you were required to do it so... They could probably do that in a more group kind of a thing. Remember, you're doing this as a family as well. So family could include mom, dad, brother, and sisters, and their kids as well. So like you're more like a Thanksgiving meal. It's not just your family. It's your extended family. So Passover could be done that way too. And then the temporary shelters, um, that was a week long too. So you could go at different times in that week as well. They begin to work that out as they went on. 